right, so we are in Proverbs still, of course, and uh, Proverbs chapter 17. So we're beginning a new chapter in the book of Proverbs. We're going to look at the first six verses, and we're looking at practicing good behavior uh, in the family. Um, you know, I think sometimes we forget that, that really our family in dealing with family members and, and uh, marriage, uh, certainly Paul, even Christ himself, makes a lot of connections with, with the Christian walk and marriage and family and those types of things. And <clears throat> we're going to see some things in the book of Proverbs in that light tonight. And uh, so if you're physically able tonight, if you're not, I uh, certainly understand but if you are physically able, we've been sitting for a little while anyway, but Proverbs chapter 17, stand with me if you will, uh, in reverence to the Bible, to the Word of God, and just going to read the first six verses, so Proverbs chapter 17, verse 1 through 6, and we're talking about practicing good behavior uh, in the family. It says there, uh, Proverbs 17, verse 1, Better is a dry morsel and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices with strife. A wise servant shall have rule over a son that causeth shame and shall have part of the inheritance among the brethren. The finding pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord trieth the hearts. A wicked doer giveth heed to false lips, and a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue. Verse 5, Whoso mocketh the poor reproacheth his maker, and he that is glad at calamities shall not be unpunished. And finally, verse 6, children's children, that would be grandchildren, children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children are their fathers. I know tonight we see those, and we might have a difficult time of tying them in with, with uh, the family, and certainly they're not limited to the family but God just kind of led me to look at this in a, in a family way because our first verse uh, certainly is dealing with the family, uh, that is the house. And then we see a reference there to children's children and even children themselves. And so I you know, just kind of see that sandwich there. So I just want to kind of take a look at these verses with the family in mind tonight, practicing good behavior in the family. Father, we ask your blessing upon the preaching and teaching, reading of the word of God tonight. And, uh, Lord, if there was ever a time we needed uh, biblical revival in the family, in the homes, it's today. And uh, so, Father, I hope and pray that <clears throat> you'll speak to our hearts, that we'll get a hold of some things, Lord, that'll encourage us and strengthen us. And, uh, Father, that'll help us, um, uh, you know, as we uh, deal with our own family. And, uh, Father, that you might reveal to us uh, those improvements that we need to make. I, I know I need to do better in a lot of areas and uh, so, Father, help us to understand some things. Well, thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, you can go ahead and be seated. I appreciate that. You know, King Solomon uh, is a fascinating person to me, uh, a fascinating study even. I haven't done a lot of in-depth studying on him, but I have, I have kind of spent some time studying uh, Solomon. You know, uh, uh, there's some people that, that wonder if Solomon even went to heaven. Uh, and I understand that to a certain degree. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, the, the thing is, is that certainly, I would say even unfortunately, uh, he was the wisest man to have ever lived. Um, but he certainly didn't finish his life well <laughs> at all. I mean, I mean, you talk about an utter failure. I mean, you, you, won't, find, you won't find much more of a failure than, than Solomon did particularly when it came to his family. 
And the reason that fascinates me and, and perplexes me even though is that we think about the book of Proverbs inspired by God through Solomon. He penned these words down to his young son, <laughs> you know, to help him not to do what Solomon himself would go on to do. And that's a, a tragedy in a lot of different ways. And, of course, uh, his downfall, really, I was going to say could be traced back to one thing, but really it would be a thousand things, uh, because of all the wives and concubines that he had from different uh, uh, nations and those types of things. And it was through these marriages the Bible reveals to us that Solomon got away from God in a, in a major way. And in the end, uh, because of that, the kingdom would be split, and, and his son Rehoboam would, would just, I mean, utterly fail as a king. Um, and, and it's amazing, you know, when we think about the book of Proverbs and these wonderful truths that we have, that Solomon, who, again, inspired by God, who wrote these things, failed his family, certainly in many ways. Uh, but with that said, uh, God doesn't fail, amen, and, and uh, certainly these things are true, and, and if we live by them, and if we add them, uh, make them a part of our life, we will succeed in many areas of life, even concerning the family. And uh, so we have before us here, uh, throughout this whole study, Scripture, again, uh, pinned down by Solomon, wise, wonderful words concerning, we're going to look at some things concerning the family. Um, and uh, I, I only mention this, too, uh, you know, to, to encourage us and maybe even warn us a little bit that we never need to let our guard down on our family. You know, I, I think that sometimes, uh, I think preachers certainly can fall uh, pray to this because they are in the ministry and for the most part I mean their whole life is 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 away from the world in other words I don't have to be exposed to a lot of things you guys are exposed to and 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 so forth and 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 I think sometimes preachers kind of let their guard down because they're in a clean environment they're spending time in the word hours a day daily and and being fed by the word of God but that doesn't mean that their children are, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I think sometimes we can let our guard down. And, and so we really need to be, but not just preachers, every one of us, we really need to, to be encouraged, never let our guard down on our family. <laughs> you know, uh, we need to be diligent and zealous about those things. It isn't always popular, but we should do that. Um, and because Solomon, I mean, he did not heed his own words. <laughs> the very words that he gave his son, he didn't heed to himself uh, and as I said a while ago, unfortunately, he did not end his life well. Uh, and, and the same could happen to any of us tonight, you know, if, if we're not careful with those things. And again, even in my prayer, you know, what we need is God's truth. And what I mean by that is we need God's word. We don't just need it. I mean, we need it. We need to read it and understand it, but we need it to stick. <laughs> Amen. It needs to stick to us. And uh, especially when it comes uh, to our families. I, I think anybody would have to see that the, the structure of the home, the structure of the family is under attack like never before. Uh, and, and so we need God's word. Uh, and if there's ever going to be any hope of our families succeeding, and by the way, this is the key to America surviving, is certainly uh, families then we're going to need the Word of God as a priority in our own lives. And, and that's something we all need to, to understand. If you have an area of rule, and you have young people that are looking up to you, whether it's you know, your home or what have you, you need to understand you need God's truth in your life. 
Uh, and, and certainly the Word of God has a lot of things to say about our behavior. I know in this day and age of the uh, uh, watered-down Christianity and just, uh, you know, just do what you want and just love Jesus and keep saying it over and over, uh, hey, listen, uh, we, you know, the Bible has a lot to say about uh, our behavior. Um, and tonight, I want us to focus on, we're going to take these verses <clears throat> and look at them as we focus on behavior within the realm of the family. As I mentioned, verse 1 and 6 are, are connected to the family. And so we're just going to sandwich these together. And we're going to take all six verses on their own. And again, we're going to apply them to the family. And we're just really going to look very simply at six types of behavior that I believe that God would desire to find in our families. Okay? And so number one, very simply, uh, number one, peace in the home is more important than prosperity in the home. I want to say that again because there's a lot of people that maybe have grown up without a lot of things and uh, they want their family to have more. I hear that a lot. So they work and work and work and work and work. But peace in the home is more important than prosperity in the home. Look at verse 1 again. It says, Better is a dry morsel and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices with strife. Now, a dry morsel means, we could probably pretty see that, it means like a very lowly meal. We might just think of just a, just a dry piece of bread, you know. And certainly, even in the world today, there are some people today, tonight, that that's all they have. And they're glad to have it. Amen. <laughs> um, and so that's what we have a picture there. Uh, and then we see the mention of sacrifice. Now, we think of a sacrifice, and, and what this is really talking about in, in these particular days, uh, you know, and, and even somewhat today, but, but for, for some in, in Bible days, meat was a rarity. In other words, it was something that mostly people that had a little sustenance only had. Um, uh, in other words, it was something maybe that was only on very special occasion. That's what the sacrifice was all about. And, and most of the time, only the rich really ate meat every day. Uh, and the sacrifices, again, they're referring to the meat there because there was always meat left over from the sacrifices. And uh, there were some things they had to do, but, but, but a lot of that meat could be consumed, in other words, eaten uh, as a meal. And so the text says that a house full of sacrifices, in other words, that's a house that has plenty of meat in it. That would indicate a home or, or a family uh, that, had, that had material things. In other words, they had some wealth. They had some money. They, they, they had some sustenance. And, and uh, life, if you will, uh, was pretty good for them. But uh, it's, it's, it's not prosperity, though, that makes a happy home. Because it says, better is a dry morsel and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices, a house full of meat with plenty to eat that has strife. And as I said a while ago, there's so many people out there, uh, and a lot of times they don't figure this out till they're older, and they would do anything they could if they could to go back. They might have built a business, but they didn't build a family. And I've talked to older people over the years, men and women, that, that have that sense of regret, and I believe if they could go back and do it over, they would do it different. In other words, they'd rather have a one-story house with happiness than a mansion in, in how things turned out today. Uh, and so many in the name of, of bettering a home, again, that, you know, the American dream, and, and I don't say that in a good way, the American dream takes more people away from God than anything. Uh, and in the name of, of bettering the home, if you will, people will work, toil long hours and it sounds very noble at times 
um, but they're not working hard to eat or to pay necessary bills. They are working and working and working to get more things. Really above and beyond anything that is necessary. And their families are paying the price. Now, I don't want you to get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with having nice stuff. The Lord certainly blesses. There are people in the Bible that had nice stuff, even extra conven uh, conveniences at times. But there comes a time, and I think probably for the most part, that a lot of people are hurting their family, not making it better. Um, and it's not stuff that makes a home happy. It's, it's love, amen, that, that makes a happy home. Uh, trying to gain stuff uh, can bring a lot of strife. We hear that quietness there, you know, uh, just being wore out, uh, being uh, the hectic life that goes along with that stuff. Hey, listen, you gain, you might gain material wealth, but you bankrupt the peace of the home in doing so. And that's not worth it. It's not worth it. But a lot of people learn that lesson much too late. So number one, peace in the home is more important than prosperity in the home. Number two, children need to live in a way that honors their parents. Uh, verse two says, a wise servant shall have rule over a son that causeth shame. So the picture here is, is a servant. A lot of families in Bible days, they had servants, what we call today slaves. But there was times when the son was so sorry that the servant would actually benefit more than the son would from, from, the, uh, from the master of the house, if you will. So it says, a wise servant shall have rule over a son that causes shame. Uh, and shall have part of the inheritance among the brethren. That is, uh, he becomes like a family member almost. And so again, in Bible days, some had servants, and, and again, the, the owner of the servant gives that servant authority even over his own son <laughs> because the owner's son is bringing disgrace to the father. He's not doing what he should do. And so in essence, the servant is a better son than the actual son is. <laughs> And uh, that was something that was important uh, to uh, uh, the Jew. And so the servant, in other words, in this case, he was responsible, he was trustworthy, he was respectful, he was loyal uh, to the father, if you will. And certainly there's a lot of truth in that, that a home will never be successful where children do not respect and love and reverence their parents. And um, by the way... Uh, there, there's things that we as parents can do or not do that will have a big influence on whether that happens or not. Uh, parents have to teach this, certainly by example, uh, but even when necessary to enforce that important quality. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I, love, I was raised by my stepdad, but that's when I talk about my dad, that's who I mean. Um, uh, I, uh, he loved me and I loved him. I respected him. I wasn't scared of him as far as like if he stood up, I would flinch. But I feared him. <laughs> I feared him, you know, and uh, praise the Lord, <laughs> you know. Um, and, and listen, uh, th those things are important. But here's the problem, folks, and I've probably said this before. I don't mean to wear it out. But a lot of us, um, uh, God never thinks that a sassy three-year-old is cute. God doesn't think that's cute at all. And our problem is, is we don't want to do it when they're three. We want to try to do it after they're 13. And uh, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So it's better to do it when they're, when they're three and not 13. Uh, just my little 
two cents worth. So what other kind? Let's move on. What other kind of behavior does God want to see in the family? Uh, so number three, families must handle trials biblical, biblically, I should say. Verse three, the finding pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord trieth the hearts. So we're talking about trials, and, and again, we're looking at this in the context of the family. And the fact is, is that family go through trials as families. I mean, it happens, especially after we start getting older and uh, there's just accidents, there's things that happen, tragic things that happen in the family, sicknesses, those types of things. And, and there's always one of two things that will happen when, when these uh, trials come to a family. There's one of two things that's going to happen. The family's either going to become stronger or the family's going to become weaker. One of the two, every time. Uh, and, and I believe it's going to depend on how the family reacts to trials. You know, I've said this before in different ways, but a lot of us, you know, we may make it through something. You know, we might go through something that, that a lot of people haven't been through or will ever understand. But, but I just want to encourage you tonight, listen, Christian, it's not just making it through something, but it's how it leaves you. That's the important thing. It's how it leaves you. You might make it through something, but if it leaves you living in fear or living in bitterness, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, listen, you, you might have made it through it, but, but you, you're not better for it. And if we want to be better, in other words, hey, listen, if I'm going to go through the, the heartache of a trial... I, I want to get something out of it, amen? I mean, I, I don't want to go through a trial and then make it through and my life be worse. You know, if I'm going to go through the heartache of a trial and God has decided that I have to go through this, then I want to be better, amen? And certainly through God, and if we handle these trials biblically, we can do that. And a family, that applies to the family as well, but it's going to depend on how the family reacts to trials. And I know sometimes, boy, you know, uh, family problems can, can cause a lot of heartache in our lives. Um, and this is not the only place in the Bible that God compares our hearts to the purification process of gold and silver. Uh, we read there in verse 3, the finding pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord trieth the heart. So we're talking about trials here. God, or I'm sorry, gold would be heated up uh, and the impurities rise to the top. They would be skinned off making the gold even better. And that's what a trial should do for us as well. It burns off those uh, uh, impurities, if you will, that slag, if you will. And so God, he uses trials in our own personal life, but I believe he uses trials to make families better as well. But in order to do that, we have to submit to God's will for this to happen. And I believe most of this is going to fall on the father and mother of the home, uh, the leader of the home, if you will. And so we have to submit to God's will for this to happen, but we have to respond biblically. And, of course, when I talk about biblically, I'm talking about we respond with faith, amen, and, uh, and certainly making biblical decisions. And uh, so families must handle trials biblically. Number four, keep evil and destructive talk out of the home. Keep evil and destructive talk out of the home. Look at verse four. You know, the book of Proverbs has a lot about uh, words, has a lot to say about words. Verse 4, a wicked doer giveth heed to false lips, uh, and a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue. You know, certainly the Bible makes it plain that God's not pleased with gossiping and spreading rumors and going off hearsay and those types of things. 
the context for this verse is, is God says it's, it's wicked people that latch onto that gossip. Not only is it wrong to spread gossip, but it's also wrong to sit and soak it up. <laughs> Amen? You know, uh, that's not good either, uh, you know, to latch on to gossip and to hearsay. Uh, some people, uh, you know, I don't know why that is, but sometimes they like to hear bad things about people. Well, they, they love to hear about, you know, somebody that maybe looked good in society or what have you. They just love to hear it when they fail or they fall. And that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a wicked way of thinking there. Uh, they enjoy th that naughty tongue, if you will, as it's referred to there in our text. Now, here's the thing as we apply this to family. Children, now listen, I'm not saying that what we say isn't necessarily uh, not true. In other words, there are a lot of bad things about people that are true. But we need to be selective on when we talk about those things. Um, children ought not hear parents running other people down. And I've made the mistake myself, and, and God will convict me for it. But, but children ought not hear parents running other people down. I, even if what you're saying is true, we need to be careful with that. You know, and a lot of times, you know, you know you're sitting around the supper table or, or what have you, and, and boy, you're just, you're just, I mean, you're bashing people. Um, hey, listen, try to stay away from that. Keep discussions positive, helpful, pleasant. That's what children need to hear i mean do you not have enough drama out there in the world that you want to bring it to the house <laughs> amen <laughs> you know those of you that work secular jobs and go eat your lunch break wherever it is i'm sure that you hear all types of terrible stuff why do you want to bring that back home amen certainly there's other things we could talk about right and uh, so again, and, and, and your children, especially when they, they get old enough to go to school or, or out doing, maybe they're teenagers, what have you, maybe they've got a job. Our children, they, they deal enough with negative talk outside the home as well. Why, why bring it in? Amen? So we need to be careful with this. They, they don't, we don't need that in the home. So keep evil and destructive talk out of the home. Number five, uh, do not get self-righteous about your success. You know, if you're here tonight and God has blessed your family and, and uh, your children and grandchildren are doing good and uh, you're not suffering with uh, broken homes and those types of things, first of all, amen, praise the Lord. I wish I could say that for every family. Um, but we need to be careful about that because <laughs> we can get puffed up. I, I've heard some good men and women say, and I cringe every time they say it, and these are good people. These are good people. Well, my son would never. You best be careful with that. Hey, listen, that's a, that's a hint of pride. Well, because I did what God said, and my children are going to turn out right. Well, certainly the Bible teaches us, the book of Proverbs teaches us that uh, there are certain things that we do when it comes to our family and Generally, the result is going to be good. But I want to tell you something. It's only by the grace of God. <laughs> it's not, it's not, you're not the super-duper dad. You're not the super-duper mom. All right? You need to be careful about those things. And we can get self-righteous about our success. Um, verse 5, Whoso mocketh the poor reproacheth his maker, and he that is glad at calamities shall not uh, be uh, unpunished. You know, uh, now the context here is talking about those that have gained much and, and, and uh, 
you know, they, 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 they have this attitude towards the poor. You know, in other words, uh, you know, I, I wish everybody who worked hard had a lot. Uh, and, and I believe that, you know, uh, you know, I believe that that certainly uh, is, is the case. But, but it, it's true that some are poor because they simply won't work. The Bible makes that clear. Maybe they don't spend their money wisely and biblically. And, uh, you know, certainly there's reasons why people are poor. But there are some out there that are simply poor because the situation is beyond their control. And uh, that's, what the, that's what the context here is, 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 is these people that have something looking down their nose at somebody because they're poor. Well, they must be doing something wrong. You know, if they would do what I do, they could have what I have. Hey, listen, I have what I have because I've worked so hard. You know, I went out and I got an education and I worked 80 hours a week and I did this and I did that. And, and, you, know, and, and you know, I'm glad I didn't turn out like that. Ooh, <laughs> Whoa, 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 you need to back up. Um, first of all, <laughs> you know, um, never feel like you deserve what you have. Again, we go back to the grace of God. Whatever you might have tonight, it's by the grace of God. Uh, because some, hey, listen, some people work just as hard as you. They live just as good as you. They're just as smart as you, maybe even smarter. They try just as hard as you do, maybe even try a little harder than you do and uh, it should never give you a sense of satisfaction to see others struggling in life that's that's just not a good way to be uh, you know uh, that's just being a little bit self-righteous in your success and and taking uh, uh, taking God's credit for the blessings on your life only God has allowed you to have what you have and he can take it real quickly Amen. And so we need to always remember that. And uh, so, so again, we need to be careful, again, just making it apply. If God is blessing your family and, and uh, you, you have a lot to be proud of with your family, that's okay. That's not a sin. Uh, but don't get puffed up about that. <laughs> Amen. And don't judge others uh, uh, as well. So to have proper behavior in the family, number one, uh, peace is more important than prosperity in the home. And all God's people said uh, another one, child honor your parents, and all of God's people said. Uh, families have to handle trials biblically, all of God's people said. We need to keep destructive talk out of the house, and all of God's people said. And we don't want to get too proud about our successes in life, and all of God's people said. All right, so one more, one more, and we'll be done. Number six, have the right attitude towards grandparents. And uh, I just had to throw that in there because... I tell you what, I, you know, used to when I was a young man with young children, the thought of being a grandpa was just, I was like, I, I, I just never see myself being a grandpa. And I figured I would go into a deep, dark depression, but the, the, the opposite has happened. I love being a grandpa. Hey, man, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, you know, you get to hold them and stuff, and when they cry, you can just give them away. You know, and it's just, you know, you just get to do all the fun stuff with them. And uh, so praise the Lord for that. Uh, so, but uh, look at verse 6. It says, children's children are the crown of old men. And uh, certainly we could think of grandmas as here as well. And the glory of children are their fathers. And I believe what we have here is, is a verse that is just really all about grandmas and grandpas. And, and the picture that I see here uh, in this case, in this scenario, is a grandpa that's surrounded by his, his son's sons. Uh, I shared with you all ago that my grandson Gideon got saved this week, and my 
my son called me and told me about it and I think that's wonderful I led my son to the Lord and he's led his son to the Lord and I think that's wonderful but here we have a, a grandfather that's surrounded by his son's sons and the son uh, of the children he's proud of his father he's honored to be in his presence and and he loves his father and he respects his father and he admires him and and he looks up to him and it's a joy that now his son is here in this this uh, uh, three generations of, of, of men here and the sons rejoicing that his sons are in the presence of their grandfather and uh, the these three generations and and uh, the the grandfather is just being held in high regard here and again you could have the same picture with with a grandmother uh, as well now now I say this to say this is 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 God help us to achieve this this is to me I mean no matter what else I might get in this world nothing would compare to this <laughs> amen I mean nothing is more important to me than my children and which as far as I know they are they've all accepted Christ as their Savior they made professions of faith and now my my energy a lot of my energy and thoughts and prayers uh, each morning throughout the day is that my grandchildren be saved and not only do I pray that they be saved but I'm already praying for their spouses Mavis isn't even three months old and this morning I'm just kind of sharing my heart here a little bit I prayed that she would save herself for marriage and that she would grow up to be a good Christian woman and that she would marry a good Christian man. I said, Lord, maybe even he, she would marry a preacher. Amen. I prayed for my grandson, Gideon. I said, Lord, thank you for saving him this morning. I was, this morning, I was just thanking the Lord for that little boy accepting Christ. He's been asking questions. Thank, for, thank you, Lord. Uh, my son said as, as soon as he accepted Christ as his Savior, he said, we've got to tell granddaddy because <laughs> he knows his granddaddy's a preacher. And uh, I prayed this morning. I said, Lord, raise him up. Raise him up to be a preacher of the word. And Lord, I, I'll just be a little more specific. Raise him up to be a good fundamental Baptist preacher. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, to me, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's... You know, I'll tell you... That, that, to me, that that is, I mean, you can't you can't top that with anything. I mean, there, there's nothing better than that. Whatever else I may have or may not have, you know, uh, if I had a shack on a hill and had that, I'd say, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. And then if I had everything this world had to offer, and children that grow up to get out of church and never serve the Lord, to me, that's the greatest fear there is in my life. Is they won't grow up. And be saved and if they are saved they won't grow up and serve the Lord faithfully that that's a that 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 is unacceptable to me now I can't make it happen but that's just my approach to it amen because to me that is the greatest thing ever so God help us to achieve such honor as this not so we can brag about ourselves but because of the joy that will bring in their lives and I think that's wonderful and thank God paints a great picture here I want to share one other thing here with you. One of my biggest regrets, um, now I was lost and young and cocky and thought I knew everything, but one of my biggest regrets was how badly that I treated uh, Miss Dana's father, my father-in-law. 
and he was a good man. Um, and I won't go into the details, but, but it was me all the way. And a lot of it just had to do, I was lost and cocky and proud and, and just bullheaded. Now, in the end, we got much clo a lot closer later in life, but by then he was dying of lung cancer. And so I didn't really get to enjoy him the way that I could have enjoyed him. And as I look back at our issues that we had, and, and it was really me who had the problem, and, I, and unfortunately I missed out on a lot. But more than that, I caused a lot of unnecessary uneasiness in the family. Um, uh, what I should have done, because J.L., you, know, he, he, you know, he knew him. Uh, uh, Layla was still pretty little when he passed away, but, but what I should have done was a better job of honoring him. Now, he, he was my father-in-law, not, you know, not my dad. But certainly I failed in that area, and that's, that's one of the biggest regrets I have. Uh, and I have several more, but that's one of the biggest ones. Now, here's the thing we need to remember. I don't know, you know, I know not every parent is being a great parent. But, but being a parent, uh, the leader of a family, especially uh, a Christian family, it's not easy at times. It's, it's not easy uh, for... Uh, parents to to do what the Bible says and uh, and a lot of times this is doing things that were not popular not well received and and I know most of us in here tonight were were most of us are grandparents even but uh, certainly as we grow older <laughs> as I was with my uh, wife's father um, I, I understand things better and and just just how right he was and how wrong I was. <laughs> now, at the time, I was convinced that I was absolutely right. I mean, I, you know, there was no doubt about it. Um, but, but as things change, we, we, we change. And, and now, here, here's my point to saying all this. <laughs> you know, if we just do what the Bible says instead of how I feel, you always come out better. You know, now at the time I wasn't even a Christian, but if I'd have just did what the Bible says and honor my father or father-in-law, that part of my life would have turned out a lot better, even though I didn't understand it. Does that make sense? Tell you, we got to get this Bible and we got to live by it. Hey, listen, God knows more about what we need to do and not to do than we ever will. <laughs> Amen. And uh, we just need to do what the Bible says, not go off how we feel or what our life experiences have taught us. We need to go by what the book says. So I'm going to finish this last point with this comment, and it's a, a twofold, really a statement. Number one, let us rule our families worthy of honor when we become grandparents. In other words, we want to try to achieve that, which was explained there in verse 6. And number two, let us hold in high regard our parents and teach our children to do the same. I believe there's a lot of wisdom in that right there. And I think it's something that's important. And so number six, have the right attitude about your parents. Teach your children to honor their grandparents. You know, this is the kind of behavior that, that God would like to find in every Christian home. Amen. And uh, this is how we finish well. This is how we finish well. So I'm going to ask you, if you will, to stand with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. And Brother Brad's going to put some music on and just give you a little time to respond. Maybe you just want to come pray for your family, uh, pray for your children, your grandchildren, whatever the need is tonight. Maybe God has just spoken to your heart about some other area of life. 
Uh, tonight uh, uh, we spend time in prayer. This is what it's all about. Most important time of the service is right now.